This is the Catholic Life Coach with Jenny Gwynn. This podcast is designed to share powerful life coaching concepts through the lens of scripture, church teachings, and the lives of the saints. My goal is to equip and encourage you to live a happy, healthy, holy life so that you can be the light of Christ for those around you. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad that you've joined me. This week, my family laid to rest my 95-year-old grandfather, affectionately known to his grandchildren as Paul Paul, but known to many others as John G. John Gerard Burns was born on February 3, 1926, to Jeanette and William Burns in Nashville, Tennessee. William worked for the railroad, and Jeanette was chief cook and bottle washer, as my mom likes to say. John G. was one of four brothers with a twin brother named Robert. John was born on a large family farm located on Foster Avenue in South Nashville. The farm was purchased by his grandfather years before. The big farmhouse that he grew up in was filled with lots of family, aunts, uncles, and grandparents, who all lived under the same roof to care for one another and to take care of the farm. The members of the Burns family were active parishioners at St. Patrick Catholic Church on 2nd Avenue. Over the years, I've heard my grandfather tell stories about being dropped off at St. Patrick's, where he attended school, in a horse and buggy when 2nd Avenue was still a dirt road. I recently heard that on Sundays, he and his brothers would help with the horses while the adults attended Mass. John G. had amazing role models who shared the Catholic faith with him. He saw from a young age the importance of attending Mass, being active in parish life, and how to live your faith among family and friends. My grandfather had prayer giants in his life who taught him to pray and trust in God. Those same prayer giants kindled in him a devotion to the Blessed Mother and a love for the Rosary. His favorite prayer, the Hail Mary, was often recited as the answer to whatever he encountered in his life. My grandfather had many loves in his life. One of them was Father Ryan High School, where he graduated in 1944 and was the captain of the football team. Catholic education was extremely important to him, and he worked hard to provide a Catholic education for all seven of his children as they attended St. Edward and then went on to high school at St. Bernard and Father Ryan. After graduating from Father Ryan, John G. entered the Army and fought in World War II. He and his twin brother, Robert, reported for duty in August of 1944. On January 30, 1945, they shipped out from New York to start their journey overseas in Europe. The two brothers ended up in Germany in the 83rd Infantry Division, which had been decimated during the Battle of the Bulge. John G. and his brothers were placed on the bazooka team and were with the Allied forces as they made their final push into Germany. John G. was sent to Austria and was separated from his brother. He promised God that if he could be reunited with his twin, he would never miss Mass. John G. was reunited with Robert when Germany surrendered in May of 1945. He upheld his promise, and for 95 years, he never missed Mass. John G. was a proud veteran and loved his country. He proudly wore his World War II hat and loved for people to stop and talk so he could share war stories. Okay, if we're being completely honest, he also liked the perks of being a World War II veteran. 
He had many meals comped by managers at restaurants or purchased by random strangers to honor him for his service. After returning from war, John G. Burns married Marie Gentry at St. Patrick's Church. Their first child, my mom Jan, was born in 1949 and was the first of seven children. John and Marie settled on the family farm to raise their children with the help of aunts, uncles, and grandparents. In the 60s, John G. and his brother sold the farm on Foster Avenue and bought Burns Brothers Dairy Farm in Arrington, Tennessee. John G. worked tirelessly on the farm, raising dairy cows, and he grew some of the best tomatoes and corn you'll ever eat. John G.'s happy place was behind the wheel of his big tractor riding across the land. He told me one time that he had lots of conversations with God as he worked in the fields. Burns Brother Dairy Farm was the site of many gatherings over the years. The Sunday afternoon cookouts were a time for family and friends to come together for vegetables freshly picked from the fields, along with plenty of laughter and fun. Growing up, my sisters and I couldn't wait to get to the farm to run and play with our cousins. There was always an adventure to be had. Each gathering at the farm included a circle of family and friends holding hands and praying together before sharing a meal. At the end of the blessing, John G. always added a prayer for deceased members of the family. It went like this, May the souls of the faithfully departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. Amen. He passed this prayer down to his children, who in turn have taught it to the next generation. In 1986, my grandmother Marie died suddenly, leaving John a young 60-year-old widow. John was blessed to remarry several years later and welcome a bonus family into his life. His new wife had four children with many grandchildren and great-grandchildren similar to his own family. His cup was running over with people who loved and adored him. My grandfather had a huge heart. He never met a stranger and always welcomed people with open arms. To say he touched many lives is an understatement. About 12 years ago, my mom and her siblings began attending Mass on Wednesdays with my grandfather. They attended St. Mary's downtown and eventually returned to St. Patrick's, where my grandfather's faith life began. Over the years, the Wednesday Mass became a family tradition, with grandchildren and great-grandchildren attending when possible. The family always sat with my grandfather on the left side of the church in front of the Blessed Mother statue. My grandfather's greatest loves would come together on Wednesday, his love of God and his love of family. I would sit at St. Patrick's on Wednesdays and reflect on the family members who went before me, who probably sat in the same pews, facing the same altar, offering up prayers for their family. I often think of how they may have gazed at the statue of the Blessed Mother and asked for her intercession for whatever trial or hardship they were facing in their life. I think about the countless baptisms, weddings, and funerals that the Burns family took part of at St. Patrick. If only the walls in that church could talk, right? The one thing I will tell you about my grandfather is that he made everyone feel special. We laugh among the cousins that he would always tell the grandchild that was with him at the time that they were his favorite. As you would walk away from him, you would often hear him tell the next grandchild that they were his favorite too. 
Over the past few months, my grandfather's health began to decline. It was difficult for him to get around, and he needed assistance to go from place to place. Even though he was struggling physically, he still kept up with children and grandchildren. He talked with his children on a regular basis, and they always kept him up to date with what was going on in the family. Even with so many children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren to keep up with, he always knew something about your life and offered words of encouragement and praise. My Uncle Billy served as his chauffeur and tour guide. Uncle Billy made sure that John G. didn't sit at home too long. Together, they made many drives up and down the back roads of Middle Tennessee, getting lost and searching for somewhere or someone to visit. Some days, he would simply put John G. on the lawnmower in the backyard, where he was happy to ride for hours in the warm sunshine. He loved being outside. Several weeks ago, my grandfather developed pneumonia and wasn't able to recover. His 95-year-old body didn't have the strength to fight it off. He was rushed to the hospital on a Friday evening. A call went out to the family, and about 10 of us were waiting for the ambulance to arrive so we could tell him how much we loved him before the paramedics took him into the ER. His health continued to decline over the next few days. The family was allowed to visit, so we had the opportunity to hold his hand and tell him how much we loved him, even though he wasn't responsive. We gathered at the hospital for our final farewells. Even though he lived a long, blessed life, it was difficult to say goodbye to a man who impacted so many lives. We stood around his hospital bed together and prayed the Divine Mercy Chaplet, the Rosary, and played church hymns from him on our phones. We made sure that he received last rites and was wearing his scapular. As different family members came in and out of his room, the word on my heart was love, the love of a wife who never left his side, the love of family who shared stories and tears together, the love of the Catholic faith because we were comforted in knowing that all his suffering would be short-lived as he prepared for heaven, the love and kindness of the doctors and nurses as the time grew short the love of countless family and friends who were praying from afar. The day before my grandfather passed, I sat and held his hand. His arm was bruised from all of the IVs and treatments he had had while in the hospital. I was thinking about how broken and weary his body was after 95 long years. I happened to glance up and see a cross above the hospital door with the risen Jesus. Just like his promise to God that he wouldn't miss Mass if he was reunited with his twin brother, we have God's promise of eternal life. My grandfather's body may have been bruised and weary here on earth, but as Christians, we believe that he will be healed and restored in heaven. What a great reminder for us all that whatever we endure or suffer here on earth, we have the promise of true joy and healing in heaven. So here's what I want you to remember about my grandfather's life. It's a four-letter word, love. This past Sunday, the day after his funeral Mass and the day before his burial on Monday, the gospel at Mass was from 1 Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, love is patient, love is kind. It is not jealous. It is not pompous. It is not inflated. It is not rude. It does not seek its own interest. It is not quick-tempered. It does not brood over injury. It does not rejoice over wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. 
It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. So faith, hope, and love remain, these three, but the greatest of these is love. Love, L-O-V-E. The L stands for lean on God. It doesn't matter what has happened or what you've done. God is always willing to help you carry your burdens. Call on Him. Place your troubles, suffering, heartache, and pain in His hands. Lean on Him. Allow Him to guide and direct you. My grandfather would say, lean on God and say a Hail Mary. The O stands for open your heart. Open your heart to everyone without judgment or criticism. Love people right where they are. My grandfather never met a stranger. He was known and loved by so many because he opened his heart. His life was full of love, love that he showered upon his family, his wife Kay, his 11 grandchildren, 22 grandchildren, and countless great-grandchildren. John G. was also a father figure for countless others over the years. He welcomed everyone with love and acceptance, and in return, he lived a life surrounded by love. The V stands for veterans. My grandfather was a proud World War II vet, and he loved his country. He was so happy each year when the family would gather for the annual Veterans Day parade in his little town of Nolensville. The family would decorate a float in red, white, and blue with him at the center, waving as we drove through the town. We live in a world that is full of division, but we should rally around our veterans with love and gratitude. For many of us, we live a comfortable life, unaware of what our armed forces have faced or what they are currently facing. In my grandfather's honor, please ask God to bless the men and women who have served our country and the ones who are currently separated from their family to protect our family. The E stands for Eucharist. The Eucharist is the source and summit of our Catholic faith. It is where we go to be fed and nourished by God. My grandfather knew the importance that the Holy Mass made in his life. At the funeral, my uncle shared that on Sunday afternoons, the children would often get a phone call wanting to know when and where they attended Mass that day. Mass was an important part of his life because he knew the strength and joy that comes from a life with God. Here's the great news. Even if you've wandered from your faith, God is waiting for you. It is easy to let your faith or attending Mass take a back seat from the rest of your life. It is easy to make excuses for why you don't attend. You don't like the priest. You don't like the music. You have too much to do. You don't agree with how the Catholic Church handles certain issues, and so on. Attending Mass and receiving the Eucharist is what is the most important. It is where God will strengthen you for whatever you are facing in your life. It is where you will find relief from the burdens you are carrying. It is where you will find encouragement to keep moving forward. It is where you will find peace that only God can provide. It is where you will learn the deep joy that comes from knowing that God is always at your side. It does not matter what you've done, how far you have wandered, God is always ready to welcome you back. So remember love, L-O-V-E. Lean on God. Open your hearts to others. Veterans need your prayers and gratitude. 
and find Jesus in the Eucharist. God is waiting for you to return to Him so He can shower His great love on you. I want to close with 2 Timothy 4, which was read at my grandfather's funeral mass. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. My grandfather can proudly claim these words. God will give us the strength to do the same. John G. left a legacy of faith and love. Now let's follow in his footsteps. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Lord, thank you for the love that you show us even when we have wandered or turned our back on you. Please place in us a desire to know you on a deeper level so that we can experience the peace, love, and joy that only comes from a relationship with you. Thank you for the promise of heaven and the knowledge that no matter what we endure here on earth, you will heal and restore us in heaven. We pray for the repose of the soul of John G. Burns and all those who have gone before us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, friends, until next week, stay happy, healthy, and holy. God bless. For more information on Catholic Life Coaching, go to my website, catholiclifecoachacademy.com. Be sure to sign up for my weekly emails that are full of inspiration and ideas and to find out about upcoming events. The Academy is an online community of Catholic women, just like you, who are striving to live a happy, healthy, and holy life. In the Academy, you will find monthly workshops designed to help you create a life that you love by connecting on a deeper level with yourself, others, and in your faith. The Academy has a special focus on educators by helping them find joy in and out of the classroom. You will also find powerful coaching workshops to help you strengthen your marriage. To learn more, go to catholiclifecoachacademy.com. The music for this podcast is brought to you by The Vigil Project. They make music for the Catholic journey. To learn more about their ministry and to listen to more of their music, visit their website at thevigilproject.com. Thank you.